All right, Jean, you ready to be counted in? Oh, yeah. Ready in Hamesh, Alba, Shalosh, Stein. Yeah! Where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting thongs at? Raising kids, cleaning ships, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's at podcast! With Christina P. Uh. What up, mommies? Thank you for watching. Thank you for downloading. I'm here. I, um, I just came to the conclusion this week <laughs> that my oldest boy is what do they say they called him spirited the my older son is kind of an asshole and um <clears throat> i lean that lovingly i mean that in all loving he's he's very smart and he's very headstrong and he knows what he wants and he's a maniac you know when he was two he would run right into the ocean even though he couldn't swim it doesn't stop him he'll pee on my rose bushes he will He's the kind of guy, there's two kinds of people in this world. There are people that hold bugs in their hand, like snails and slugs, and don't care. And then there are people that are like, that's disgusting. My son is the former. He holds slugs, snails, and his bare hands because he's a maniac. And he's fearless. He's fucking fearless. And it's such a good quality because that's the kind of person... You know, that's in my DNA. That's that's like, hey, fuck this country. I'm going to escape from Hungary. I'm going to go live in Canada. Fuck, you know, stick it to the man. And I love that energy, but I've got to learn as a mother to shape it, control it a little bit, corral it, because idle hands are the devil's playground with those boys. And last, so I have him in swim lessons. I got him doing all kinds of stuff, and we didn't have any of his lessons last week. So he was off the fucking rails. Off the fucking rails. Oh, man, how did you handle that? Well... I had to fucking, you got to keep an eye on them when they're that crazy. So you, I just had to, the parenting just gets double time. So now every transgression, I'm on it, bro. Like he would, I don't know, knock a cup off and then just leave. I'm like, no, pick it up, put it there. Come on, man. I know what you're doing. You just have to be on them more. And it got me to thinking of my own upbringing. And I, I, I crap on my parents a lot on the show <laughs> and on every show. Um, but today I'm not going to do that because I'm going to congratulate my dad for something he did when I was 14. Oh, and, oh, and uh, he, um, I was 14. I had a mohawk. I was uh, starting to dabble in LSD and pot. <laughs> and, I, you know, they knew it. And it was the summer of my 14th year after ninth grade. And he goes, uh, well, you're going to come to work with me. And my father owned a forklift shop in the deep San Fernando Valley, uh, right next door to a pornography company. <laughs> and <laughs> right, right, and there was an alley right behind us that it, full of drug dealers. Like it was just, it was deep Canoga Park. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't know Canoga, you got to Google it. And it's, it's not glam. It was never glamorous, Canoga Park. Anyways, that summer, I would wake up at the crack of dawn with him. He'd put me in the van with him and we'd drive and I would answer phones at his shop and I would deal with his crazy, you know, Hungarian mechanic um, employees. And it was so boring. It was horrible. It was so bad. And I didn't know I would answer the phone and some guy would be like, do you have a uh, pallet jacks? And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, we got pallet jacks. I don't fucking know. What's a pallet jack? You know, or do you have propane or electric forklifts? I don't know. But that's the summer I learned how to figure shit out, right? That was the summer where I was like, oh, I guess I have to kind of fake it until I make it and grow up. And like, this sucks. I don't want it. Not that my dad's business wasn't successful. He was very successful. But, you know, what girl dreams of owning a forklift business? It's not, it's, it's dirty. It's greasy. It's. Everywhere I sat, there was a grease pile and my, you know, it's, it's not for women. It's not for me. So that really, the misery of that is what I'm saying was really formative. And I, and I looked to my parents for all the misery they gave me, <laughs> like, but, but, but the suffering, the, the, the suffering was so fundamental to, to who I am today, you know, because it, without that experience of like sitting in a forklift shop in deep Canoga park with all these degenerates around me and like, 
how would I know that I got to get up and out of this? You know, like I got to, I got to change my life. Right. And it's off. Cause I, I, I think it's absolutely. Yeah. And you too had horrible, your parents are Israeli and they, yeah. what did you do your 14th summer of life? Um, I worked construction for, <laughs> right. <laughs> for my mom and uh, my Israeli neighbor. <laughs> Uh, they were marble countertop thing, and so I was just uh, in the back, uh, in the construction yard, moving lots of heavy marble uh. stuff from one pallet to another pallet. <laughs> and I built a lot of character that summer. Right, and they call it character, but it's really suffering. Constructive suffering, I like to say. Yeah, that's good for you. It's really, really important. And, and I tie this into my older kiddo because I'm watching him, and I know I'm going to have to break him a little harder. I'm going to have to ride his little ass because he knows how much we love him. And he knows that he's, you know what I mean? He's testing those boundaries. And the problem is if you fucking, if you don't show him what those boundaries are now at four, then at 14, he's going to be, I saw two boys high-fiving each other out of two different cars running parallel on Sunset Boulevard the other day. And I'm like, that's my kid. That's what my son's going to freaking do if I don't get in there now and, um, and break him a little. So, um, yeah, so are you what's, time? Your, what's your game plan? I'll, I'll tell you what I did. Like little <laughs> shit like right now. Well, first of all, I'm putting him in constructive things. Like I'm, ma I'm making him do tennis lessons. And for a four-year-old to focus for one hour, it's not easy. So I like to just start focus, discipline. So he goes to that class. He swims three times a week. Uh, piano today. I'm fucking like just getting him on a schedule of activity. Um, he threw a bunch of laundry. He took the dirty laundry and threw it down our... We have a stairwell that goes to the basement, just threw it all down, like so much laundry. It was the end of the night. He was delirious. And I go, oh, good. Now you're going to go down all four flights of stairs and you're going to pick up every single article that you dropped and you're going to put it all the way back on the top floor. <laughs> so, Hell yeah. <laughs> right. So now it's another half an hour of him going down the stairs. Da -da -da -da. I go, that's it. That's your suffering. That's your, that's what's going to happen. So I'm just going to have to ride the kid. And it's tough, man, because you don't. I don't know what the boundaries are to that because I grew up so far to being over disciplined, over corrected. You know, I tend to be too lenient, so I'm trying to find a medium here. Mm. Zolo fourteen. What was he Zolo doing? He said he didn't remember skateboarding, fucking around. Because his parents are Americans, right? They're normal. What'd yeah. you do, Zoli? Zoli. Um, yeah, I think I just, like, skateboarded and hung out with my friends. Nothing too exciting, but, yeah, those years are kind of a blur for me for the most part. And, but were you getting into trouble? No, not too much. I was See, a pretty good sweet. kid. Yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. You're a good kid. And, Chris, I bet you were just playing video games and Jay and your D. I'm thinking, because your parents were kind of yeah, normal. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Didn't... See, he's got his mask on. I mean, that might have been the year... I thought... I did that skateboard thing I told you about. Oh, or, right. Or, that was pretty stupid. Was, yeah. I think that's the craziest <laughs> thing I did this summer. Okay. I will call you at this number. Okay, mommy. Um, okay, so we're going to talk to Dr. Drew here in a minute. Um, the point is make your children suffer because I do think that suffering is key to making good humans. Um, okay. Now, up next, I want to discuss this whole thing about whether or not we send our kids to school in the fall, because I'm getting the phone call now from our school. Is Ella's coming back? And, um, I don't know, you know, the, I have my pediatrician saying I would do it if I were you because, uh, kids are doing very well with COVID. There's like no mortality rate in LA County. Excuse me. I almost vomited. I had a lot of avocado this morning and, um, you know, and people, the doctors around me are very, okay with it and then I come in and I tell Nadav and he's telling me the is the Israelites the Israelis are saying no yeah the Jays over uh <laughs> the Jays. over the ocean are uh you know they've put some data points together and it's hold on and, okay so they're not into it Dr. Drew is here with us Ooh. Dr. Drew yeah, say better. hello I guess I called at the exact right moment you did how are you I'm great how are you Good. I know it was your 29th anniversary. Is that right? Yes, it was on uh, Monday. Congratulations. And Thank you. did you get a beige and anal or what did you get? No, not. We, we left the A off the plate. <laughs> okay. Oh, so just the beige. Oh. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a menu and I have to select off the menu. Right? <laughs> <laughs> 
God bless you. I love you so much. Although every the women are upset with Susan because now she's ruined our curve. We were doing four beaches a year, and she's doing oh, four a week. Well, it, you know, let me tell you, as the uh, <laughs> active participant, yeah, um, it's just whatever the couple is kind of into. It doesn't have to be that behavior. You know what I mean? Sure. Right. And uh, it, it made me, you guys calling it out like this, made me appreciate our relationship even more. It was just our relationship before. Yeah. Now, it's, now it's everybody's. Yeah. Now it belongs to the world. <laughs> <laughs> and lo and behold, it looks okay. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. As everything, as everything at your mom's house, uh, it just enhances my life in so many ways. In well, fact, in, in fact um, I was thinking about this yesterday. Yeah. And, and, as I was thinking about the whole coronavirus deal and yes. my mood started improving, I'm going, why am my mood is getting better, but the situation still sucks. Okay. And I thought, oh, it's, it's like your mom's house. You just get used <laughs> to things. You get, you're used to it. It brings right. it's normal. It's like, you start feeling okay about it. It's the frog in the boiling water, 100%, right? 100%. Yeah, because... That, that is the theme of my your life, life in these recent months yeah. that's right now chris yes in recent months with coronavirus chris our employee too didn't like our show so much and now he's on board like now he laughs and he gets it uh but you're right so coronavirus let's talk about it because we're now i'm, I'm having these discussions as to whether or not to send my boy back to school in the fall and what are your yeah. thoughts on it and and you're right we're getting kind of complacent in this chaos but yeah should so, we be so okay so let's let's just all agree it's highly contagious it's serious. It's not the flu, but it's not Ebola. Okay, so let's just let's sort of let's just sort of try to calibrate our anxiety about this. And and I will just point at 2009 during the H1N1 epidemic, which killed 600,000 people, 575,000 oh to be exact, and infected somewhere between half a billion and a billion people. And I had it. It killed 20 to 40-year-olds routinely. And you don't even know it happened. No. So, so let's kind of calibrate ourselves. Also, for instance, how many how many more in L.A. County, Christina? Yes. What do you think the leading cause of death is in L.A. County? Based on all we're doing um, here in L.A. and the shutdowns and everything else. Being rad, enjoying life because it's rad in L.A.? Sunshine? No, the leading cause of death. Leading <laughs> oh, cause of oh. death. Not, not leading cause of happiness. Overdose of radness. Um, I, you know, <laughs> I, <laughs> um, I'm going to go with car accidents. No, it, 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 that'd cancer be for younger people. That's true, but it's it's heart disease, right? Ah, heart okay. And, and does that surprise you? Wouldn't you think? Shall we start shutting down fast food restaurants? Shall we? Right. I mean, you know what I mean? Yes. So heart, and heart attacks are number one by a large margin. Uh, wouldn't you think COVID would be more than that, given all we're doing. Or well, let me ask this: how, how many more times, how many more times uh, deaths do we have from COVID than from the flu this year in LA County? I don't know. Tell me. Two times. Okay. Two times. So it's it's all in range of illnesses that we're all familiar with and we all live with on a daily basis. So let's just let's just sort of start our emotions there now. The thing about this thing is it has this exponential capability built into it where it can really take off if we're not careful. So we need to be careful, right? We all yes. agree? Yes. All right. So then let's look at kids. How often do kids get sick? Well, very rarely. Kids don't, unlike influenza, which kids transmit and die from, the COVID kids rarely have serious illness. And, you know, one in you know many hundreds of thousands. And they also don't transmit it. There's, they've actually oh. looked across the world for any cases of student-to-teacher transmission. Okay. Zero. Well, hold Zero on. Nadav is telling me the Israel is saying no, that they're, they're opposed to it because the children are going to bring it home. Right. And, and, and that's, of course, always the possibility, right? So let, let's just, we got to look at all aspects of this. It, it's not that they're not necessarily not going to get it there, there will be some outbreaks there will let, let me say it clearly there will be some transmission there will be some outbreaks and in terms of the teachers the teachers are going to spread it amongst themselves not yeah. so much from the students right right so the, the question then comes is there a safe way to do this without having to you know activate this thing and make it worse yes you you can distance you can have you can have three day a week or two day a week school you can put people at distance most pediatri pediatricians are exceedingly concerned about 
kids being out of school right now. Now, mm. you don't have to deal with this so much. It's particularly the kids that aren't showing up for the uh, distance learning. Those kids are falling out of bed. They, they are getting lost. Mm. And their lives may be forever altered by this. Not only are they getting lost in the, in the educational process, they're also subjected to stressful environment that usually gets picked up mm. by the schools and the social right. workers involved. None of that's getting right. done. So there is a, there's 20%. I only know LA Unified because that's where I've been focused, so let's just look at this as a worst-case scenario, really, it is. Uh, and 20% of the school students there are getting lost. And so this is really serious. The American Academy of Pediatrics has come out strongly in favor of getting kids back to school okay. as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe I spoke to your pediatrician, and she's getting yes. kids back in. Yes. Uh, and... And Dr. Fauci, and by the way, if there's a conflict between the CDC and the American College of Pediatricians, meaning if Dr. Fauci differs from them, go with Fauci. He's the infectious disease guy. Go with him. He is in full agreement. So everybody is saying get them back as fast as possible. The downside is worse than the potential exposure. Right, because that's what I'm sensing now. You know, I can keep Ellis home, but uh, to what benefit? So we're just afraid of the sickness, or he's it's going to... It's going to impact his ability to learn and socialize, I, I, and that's irreversible, I, I right? Think, I mean, gosh. I think there's something absolutely true, and I think there's something very important going on right now, yeah. which is the, and I've heard this a little bit from the CDC, and I hope our government's finally getting this, this take, which is we have to go from hiding from this virus to learning how to live with it. Yeah. Because it's going to be around until we get a vaccine. So let's just learn how to live with it. And let's not hide from it. it. It's there. It's with us. It's dangerous. It's real. It's not a hoax. Masks work. Distancing works. Let's learn how to live with it. I love it. Now, H1N1 was like silent. Why? Just it was it harder to transmit? Is that why it kind of went away? It was hard. It was not as infectious. And it oh. just and well, it got, we got a vaccine. The vaccine's in the oh. flu vaccine every year. Boom. And and, and it, let me tell you something. It was brutal. I. Yeah. I Oh, my God. Like, eight hours in, I had Susan take me to the hospital. I thought I was dying. And, oh, my and, God. Yeah. I, I was like, oh. I've never said these words before. Take me to the ER. Now, fast. And I thought I had something called leptospirosis because it, I, we were in an, on an island in the Caribbean where there was an outbreak of leptospirosis, which are these spirochetes that get into your system. And it's really violent. And I thought, I'm so sick. It has to be that. And because H1N1 was barely in the press at the time, yeah. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. I didn't even think, you know, and boom. But thank God the ER doctor did. Wow, because if, if H1N1, I mean, if we had had the social media that we do now and the, the way the media was, is responding back then, it would have been blown out probably well, that, way that, that's worse. The, the, exactly. That's the thought experiment you should do with yourself. What if, yeah. what if, you know, what if this happened during Barack Obama's administration? I think it would have been like the second or third story in the news. <laughs> this news no, I'm not kidding. Right. The, the, right. News would have said, the news would have said, you know, uh-huh. doctors are setting up tents. They're working hard. Hospitals are stressed. You know, wear your mask. Be careful. Yeah. This is a serious thing. And, and uh, let the medical system take care of you. You know, that would have been it. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little more than that. Maybe a little, but not much. Not the craziness we got into. Now, to be fair to everybody, in the beginning, when things were really spiraling, I think in New York City, we really didn't know what we were getting into. Yeah. And the and the fog of war at that point, I, I excuse everybody for all your miscalculations, for shutting down aggressively, for telling us that masks don't work, all that stuff. It, it was unclear. There was a lot of questions to be answered. Now now it's it's quite a bit clearer that we can we can we can live alongside of this thing for a while and the vaccines are coming. By the way, I've spoken to vaccine researchers and they're telling me that expect uh, news in November. Great. Yes, yeah. because what you're saying is, you know, everybody was so afraid in the beginning. It's just because the nature of science and how things work is that you yeah. don't know everything. And then, no. and then especially people... By, especially biology. This It's not building a bridge. Right. It's not Newtonian physics. It, it is biology. It's like trying to predict the behavior of a cloud. Right. It's very difficult. Right. So, and then people say, oh, but they, they, go, they don't know anything, the scientists, because it changes. Well, that's the nature of science, is that you you repeat things over time, and then that becomes uh, the reality, right? The that fact. becomes theory. That the, becomes theory, the theory, which moves you closer to a description of reality as it is. But we never expect to fully, fully explain, you know, to, to, it's all about mathematics, and all about having models that, it, that describe reality and, and, and hopefully then predict the future, right? I mean, we, you know, what acceleration from gravity is. So when you drop something, you can predict 
how fast it's going to accelerate because we have a theory there. Uh, it turns out that theory isn't quite accurate because uh, Newtonian physics got replaced by Einsteinian physics and relativity. So it's it gets increasingly complicated as time goes on. But I think the reason the confidence has been lost is the excesses of the government. They, they've, we're following science. No, 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 you're not, because you're not scientists. You don't even understand what that means. And they keep saying that, and they keep, and that, that's, and, and by the way, the public, you know, I've been involved in public health messaging my whole life. You know, I started, the reason I got on radio was because Dr. Fauci, in 1983, told us young physicians we had to go out there and educate about what then was called HTLV-3. You now know it as HIV. Mm-hmm. And it really motivated me to get out there and talk, and that's why I went on the radio and stuff. And I learned through years and years and years of public messaging that you cannot, do never exaggerate, no inconsistencies, certainly no hypocritical messaging, and you need a narrative and a relatable source and some humor, and then people listen to you. They've done the exact opposite. Mm. They've been fluctuating, they've been back and forth, they've been hypocritical, they've been obscure, everything wrong in public health messaging they have done. So of course people resist. That's just what happened. Of course. It's been it's been kind of a cluster F, as they say. So hold on. November, yeah. you're telling me there's going to be a vaccine. So when can we give it there's to our be kids? News. I didn't say vaccine. Oh, okay. I, I, I probably you'll have access to the vaccine by January. By January. And then when can you give it to your kids? And when can, you know... When yeah, it feel... remains to be seen. I don't know whether we're going to be giving it to kids. Oh, oh right, right. But put to... When would, when would you take it? You're a doctor. You tell me. It comes out I in January. Signed, I have signed up to be on phase three trials. I'm trying to wow. get it to Moderna. I'm... I'm trying to get both in the, um, I'm looking at, uh, I signed up at Moderna. I, I I'm love looking it. at AstraZeneca, and I think Pfizer has one. I, any vaccine, I, I would love to be part of the Moderna one because that's a new technology that I have, I have infinite confidence in. And I want to make the point that not only are these vaccines so ridiculously safe, uh, even the new technologies look sensational, and I want to be a part of moving that science wow. forward as a human subject, and I want the damn vaccine. I can't get it fast enough. I love now, it. Now, I might get the placebo. What I'm being told from multiple sources is that if you get in these trials, you don't know whether you're going to get the placebo or the, or the right, vaccine. Right, right. But that the responses and the lack of side effects is so fantastic that they believe they'll open the trial quickly because ethically you can't continue to give people uh placebo placebo right this is so exciting okay well thank you dr drew it sounds like you're you know it sounds like we should send the kids back i mean uh, uh, giving everything you said safely safely. Safely. yeah because my school is saying that they're going to only have 10 kids in the class and they're only they're not having outside activities they're not doing hot lunch program follow your pediatrician follow your pediatrician all right thank you so much dr drew um all i right, adore we're, you we're together again soon i can't so wait i'm sure yeah <laughs> we gotta we gotta catch up honey i can't wait i can't <laughs> wait all right. all right i'll see you monday my love all right, take care. bye thank you there you go ladies so and gentlemen i don't mean to misgender you um <laughs> ow! there you go see i had a feeling you know what we should do? I'm going to call Hawkman, uh, Dr. Hawkman on the next show. I'll set it up. She's probably seeing patients today, so I can't just call her right now. Um, but that's that's good to know. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, that actually puts, can, that puts me way more at ease. We can do. I know. I think the media, I think the way it's been going. Um, what is this? Jesus Christ. Uh, it's, it's overblown stuff. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, anyway, back to more important mom business, though. Um, (laughs) uh, I am a huge fan of The Shaws of Sunset. I don't know if you've seen the show, but it's about the Persians who live in West West Hollywood or Westwood. And I've followed them for so long. And Golnessa, she's a single girl. She decided to uh, do IVF and have a child, you know, with the help of, like, her parents and stuff. So she currently has like a three-month-old maybe or a four-month-old and i ran across this instagram post of hers let's see it and you tell me 
how we how do we feel about this? Uh, so she's smoking a big fat doobie. Uh, here she is. Getting my woosa on right before the Shots of Sunset season eight reunion. Even though it's at my house because quarantine and all that stuff, um, I still need to get my little woosa on and calm down a little bit because these reunions are known to get as lit as this joint can get you. That's for sure. Okay. Um, so she's so cool. She really is cool. I love Golnessa. She's had anger problems in the past. <laughs> but underneath this, she wrote this. Finally, don't miss the Shaw's reunion tonight. Yes, I have a baby and smoke weed. Yes, I am extremely careful. And yes, it's still nobody's business. But y'all can go right on ahead and start the ignorant talk. Lord knows, LAWD knows, these reunions get crazy. So y'all might want to puff puff before watching too. Just saying. Um, so of course, like, part of me goes, okay, you're obviously inviting criticism by, you know, puff puff and being like, yes, I'm a mom. Like, one post is you with your baby and then the next one is like, I get lit as fuck. I don't care. That's <laughs> crazy. Uh, Take me outside. Yeah. I mean... Look, I'm trying not to judge. I really, I, I used to judge the shit out of other moms before I became a mom. Like I'd be on an airplane and I'd see babies crying and I'd be like, God, control your child. And now I'm like, oh girl, I know, I got it. It sucks, it sucks. But like, is it cool to get lit? Like, <laughs> like that lit when you, and she has like a newborn bros. It's not like the kid is like seven and maybe he's at mom's, your grandma's house or like you know there's a babysitter we don't i don't know what her childcare sitch is hopefully she does have somebody i'm sure somebody's watching her baby as she's getting lit but um <laughs> i'm a well, little conflicted well, i, I have a know. question so i have oh. uh, i haven't seen this latest season of shaw's of sunset it is yeah. one of my favorite reality it's shows so ridiculous watching persians interact with each other is the best it, or and i love the cultural stuff where they celebrate yeah. their holiday and you get you learn about how their culture works but the thing is they're like my age now and they're like you said <laughs> on social media yeah. that i did this and did that's like are you really this ridiculous yeah they're anyway. perpe they're perpetually in high school but, high school yeah um it's great now golnessa she did have yes. quite i want to say major anger problems major. in the previous uh, seasons i've seen now the fact that she's able to smoke and have a baby i imagine that she has conquered all those issues <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know no <laughs> i don't know and she did ivf as a single mom yes and she's getting help from her parents that's the that's kind of what was implied on the show is that she wanted a baby. There was no man in her life, and so I think she got a donor and did. Oh, it on so her she own. she wanted to do it before it was too late. Yeah, and and I think she has the support of her family, mm -hmm. her family of origin, and great, you know, fucking Mazel. What do you do? Yeah, Mazel Tov. Mazel, uh, mazel tov. I, I you know I guess as long as you're not hot boxing with your baby. In the room, <laughs> that's uh, that's the move, right? I mean, I look. I'm gonna be real with you. I'm going to keep it real. <laughs> um, it's like, you know, I don't, when they're that young, when they're newborns, you're like, I don't know if I've got that kind of time to get faded. You know, you just don't have those hours in the day to get right. ripped. Right. You just don't because they're constantly needing you. So it's like, you really got to, maybe you stay in a hotel for a night and you get right. ripped. Like you want, like you wind down now. Like mm -hmm. you're saying that you're you're getting into the one. How long did it For take sure. you before you started getting into a routine where you could enjoy yourself over a glass? Of get faded, right? So yeah, that's the thing too. Lit, get lit, bro. Like she's smoking in the middle of the day. Like I said, she probably has someone watching her kid. Okay, um, I'm just my point. So to answer your question, uh, you know, when the kids are like one, once once the baby hits one, I feel a little more comfortable. When the baby's asleep, both kids are asleep. I have a glass of wine. I I can chill. I feel safe. Like, okay, the baby's going to sleep through the night, most likely. I'm not going to have to wake up in two hours. I'm just saying, I think, um, I think I, if I'm wrong, I don't think I am. But when you have a baby, you tend to be less focused on getting faded and just a little more focused on, like, keeping the baby alive and breastfeeding and, like, being present and aware in case, uh, God forbid, something should happen. Because I, I was always very, maybe I'm over-paranoid, but I was really paranoid, especially when Tom would leave town. Like, if I drink or get messed up, 
you know, that baby can wake up in the middle of the night and have, they always get sick. So it's like they could wake up vomiting. They can wake up with a fever. And right. now you're faded. There's no safety net. Yeah. I don't <laughs> have a husband there. So I'm like, I can't be ripped. Uh, take just the only, <laughs> I don't fucking know. Anyway, um, you know, I would, I would choose personally to hide that behavior and not publicize it. But I know she has Wusa as her line of, of weed. Right, yeah, so she's, she's invested promoting. in that, right. So, like, it is kind of a contradictory brand. Like, <laughs> right. I got my newborn, but I'm still faded as fuck. Like, new, new weed for new months. Yeah, I know. And does it interact with breastfeeding? I don't know if she is breastfeeding. I don't even fucking know. I just thought that was a pretty great post, and I wanted to share with uh, you guys. And also, I'd like to say she looks pretty great for having oh, a baby three months. Dude, ago. she's <laughs> she's always great. She looks banging. I mean, Gonessa. Good for her. Yeah, no, she's great. I love her. Well, yeah, being angry all the time, I guess, burns all those calories, <laughs> huh? <laughs> I shit, I know. I feel like it kept me skinny when I was like teenager, chain smoking. Ah, yeah. <sighs> okay. Also, I heard this one I just heard this morning that, will you Google this, Nadav? I wish we had our Nadav's Googling song for this show. Demi Moore, Demi Moore is starting a podcast that is a horny podcast. Uh, this is so great. Demi Moore hopes her new erotic podcast, Dirty Diana, will teach people about sex. So are we allowed to play this video? That would be cool. Um, I don't know if we can, but let's know. scroll down so I can read it. Um, uh, first of all, I was I became a bigger fan of Demi Moore. She's always been in my life because she's been around forever and she's awesome she was on the stern show talking about uh, this book she had written highly it was so inspirational you know this girl had such a bad childhood this demi moore had a horrific childhood and she managed to forgive her parents and move on she sounds like a lovely lady and uh okay so she was she starts a podcast scroll down let's see Okay, erotic podcast inspired by Festy's own marriage, breakup and reconciliation. Shauna Festy, that's who it is. A reconciliation about a decade ago with her husband. Dirty Diana stars more as a corporate executive navigating her sexless relationship and her secret life as the host of a website that features recordings of real women describing their sexual fantasies. New episodes of Dirty Diana produced with media and podcast company QCO, blah, 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 blah. It sounds interesting. Um, and she was saying, Demi Moore, that she wished she had had this podcast when she was in, quote, the darkest moments of her own marriage, which I think is really, really interesting. I love that these older ladies are now talking about their sex life and their marriage. Like we had uh, Jada talking about her entanglement <laughs> with Will Smith. That was freaking amazing. Um, so I love it, you know, where my horny mom's at. Demi Moore's horny AF and she's gonna let you know what's up. This is what is you happening. You guys are horny. Yeah, so horny, so horny. By the way, Krayshawn, uh, I just sent her some manscaped things the other day. Oh, oh she oh. DM'd me. She's like, what's up with that manscaped? I was like, <laughs> they're yours. <laughs> I stood in line at the post office just to mail her some manscaped. <laughs> how much I love Crayshon. Yeah, Those okay. are great, though. Those are great, yeah. They so, get the job done. So uh, hopefully that'll come out soon. I think it says August 17th. We can listen to uh, Horny Mom Thoughts from Demi. Moore. And actually what was also great, did you see that Crayshon was uh, was trending on Twitter a what couple she, days ago? What did she say? Uh, it, it seemed like Twitter just uh, like rediscovered her Gucci Gucci video. Oh, praise Allah! Good. Yeah, and like she's back. So uh, you know, she's back on the radar. I'm oh, loving it. Oh shit, girl! And she's like, don't listen to that. I don't make money off it. Here's my new shit. And yeah. She's great. Yeah, don't listen to Gucci Gucci, but it's such a good song, and it got me to fall in love with her. And I'm so bummed because I actually recorded a song with Krayshawn, um right before this pandemic hit. And so we haven't been able to get together and do the video to it. And it's a mom song, and I'm so excited for it. So hopefully soon she and I can get together. Mm, you know what? I feel like if Takashi 69 could figure out how to make music videos during a pandemic, we could do the same with you guys. Who's Takashi 69 Oh, boy. You're going to love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to do it with her. I don't want it to be like a lame Zoom. No, yeah. You guys could like Super have masks lame. on and shit. Oh, gosh. But Remember then it, this guy? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. seen him on uh, The Talk. Yeah, so he's, <laughs> you've seen him on The Talk. I have. I don't know his music, but I've seen him. Oh, it's really crazy, and I'd say objectively probably bad music, but, uh, uh, but he's been releasing music videos during the pandemic, and they've been nice. doing, you know, it's all really simple stuff. You stay in one room. You put some wallpaper up, and then you just like you know spit milk out of your mouth and stuff. Cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys again, can I, do that. I think I'm gonna wait. I think I'm gonna <laughs> wait because that sounds really bad, and I wouldn't want to like denigrate our music together that Krayshawn and I made. It was pretty great music. That's terrible. Thank you for that awful suggestion, Nadav. <laughs> You're the worst. Takashi six nine. There are so many people getting those forehead tats now. It is bananas yeah i mean do you are you uh thinking of getting one yeah of course i'm gonna have my children's names just like uh over that e- porno girl dude. over What's each her? eyebrow hell yeah dude i get as <laughs> the elias ellis tom you're just gonna get all three names on your face These are my boys <laughs> you don't get that i love these fools watch tom and i get a divorce i'm like fuck i have to get this off all right uh, I got another one I did. So uh, Rob Eiler, who was recently on your mom's house of uh, the show Sopranos. Hold on. I got to fix this. Oh, finally, I'm not hunching over. So he and um, Jamie Lynn, who were, they were on the Sopranos. They played the children of the Sopranos family. Rob Eiler and I, Rob Eiler is a super fan of your mom's house. And he and I have been, uh, and Tom have been texting each other funny videos because now he's just in the family. We adore him. And um, he says to me over text, he goes, you know, Dr. Drew brings up, what is it called? Dunning-Kruger? Is that Yeah, Dunning-Kruger. Dunning-Kruger effect. What is it exactly? Because I forget every it's, time I hear it. So what it is, it's kind of like, uh, uh, it's thinking that you know a lot about something when you actually <laughs> know fucking nothing about sounds it. Sounds like me. It sounds yeah. like everything I ever say. I feel like a lot of people fall into it. You know, it's because before know, you start I learning about something, you're like, oh, I've read a couple of headlines of articles. <laughs> I know most of this shit. And then you start actually looking into it and you're like, oh, I don't know, I don't know anything. You know, the older I get, the less I know. I know nothing anymore. I feel like I had a grasp on reality 20 years ago and now I'm like, nothing, nothing shocking. Nothing surprises well, there you I, go. So, I understand nothing of the world. So then you don't have Dunning-Kruger. Congratulations, mom. I know. I'm just ignorant. Okay. So uh, so Rob was saying to me, he goes, you know, I was thinking about how over the years you've, uh, you've discovered things that you thought were normal and then you, re- you know, you, you go, for instance, um, oh, I can have more than one phone charger in the house. <laughs> and then you guys bought two. And he goes, what if we called it the Pajitsky effect? And I was like, oh, that's so, that's great because I've never... That's true that I've never heard someone else um, mention these little things. So the other day I had, actually yesterday I had a Pajitsky effect of my own where you, I was drying off and I had wet hair and um, I had one towel around me. I'm using my towel now. And I was like, oh, my hair is wet too. What if I put a towel on my wet hair and a towel around my body? What? What? But who does that? Because that's so posh like it's so what's the word of luxurious right like who Uh, what am i the queen of england uh, who has two towels at once (laughs) i you know i actually found myself flogging myself like what are you crazy nobody uses two towels when they dry off that's so crazy i know i grew up with two sisters they both did that i never did that two towels on one use yeah dude it's bananas. Wait, so hold on. So this whole time you thought that you've been drying off before you put clothes on and you just learned that you actually haven't been? Well, no, I, I would not. I would I would ba- basically not dry off. Right? We, we came up with that right, revelation. Right. And so I started to dry myself off. So oh, now I dry so myself off. So just your body, off, but not your hair. Not my hair. And so I would... <laughs> <laughs> I would be dripping wet, like the my hair would make more drips, drips, drips. Right. So then the I'd back get angry. of your the back of your yeah. shirt would get soaked. Wet. Then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my bra. And I'd you, be like, ah. So you just learned <laughs> yeah. how to not have your shirt be soaking after yep. a shower. Yep. I'm wow. a fucking idiot. Wow. Yeah. Forty four years of my life, and I'm like, I can have two towels. Whoa. Oh my god, this is a revelation. Yeah. But you learn something new every day. So I'm going to make more notes of these. Send me your revelations. Have you had any Pajitsky effects lately? Where my mom's at at gmail.com or 213-375-5184. Let me know your Pajitsky effects. Like little things that just make your life better. I, I also for the longest time would never buy 
variant sizes of Ziploc bags. <laughs> I was always like, well, there's one size, it's the little one, and you just cram as much stuff into that one, or you just use two of the smalls. You never buy a gallon bag. I mean, who, the f who could possibly fill a gallon bag of Ziploc, and now I buy a gallon bag, hold it, and the little size. It's crazy. Whoa. It's crazy to go. It's crazy. <laughs> Have you had any uh, Pajitsky effect lately? Because I know you're like me. You're like a refugee. We live like oh. we're still in uh, Tehran. I mean, I did have one recently. Yeah. And that's that <laughs> whenever I order Wingstop, sure. I always get three small extra ranches. Okay. Okay. I should just be getting one big one. Because <laughs> <What? laughs> it's cheaper than the three ranches and wow. it's so much more ranch. It's so much more ranch. Yeah. But in your mind, you're like, I deserve small. Right. So I'm just going to ask for more of the little ones. So right. you're less of a burden. Yeah, Is let me build character <laughs> and yeah. have these small. It's like, yeah. what am I going to do with all that ranch? I couldn't possibly finish all that ranch. Christina, uh, spoiler alert, yeah. I can. Within a, <laughs> within a 48 hour period, right. that ranch will I be can. gone. It's a challenge, but I challenge myself. I raise yeah. the bar. I rise to I the rise occasion. I rise to the occasion and I eat that ranch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. good time. But yeah, so I learned, yeah. uh, hey, Nadav, you know, don't be a piece of shit. Yeah. Get the large. Get the, you, you treat yourself. Yeah, I do. Well, and also, too, so many things I've grown up on, like these wartime mentalities. Like my mother would never buy raspberries because it was like, they're too expensive. Who can afford the raspberry? Exotic and fruits. I, yeah. And now I, every single time I'm like, raspberries, I'm getting them. I'm getting them. I don't care if they're $4. Like, oh, it makes me crazy. Anyway. So let me know yours if you have any revelations of just things that make you happy that you're like, why am I depriving myself? And it might be a few extra bucks, but it's like the best thing you could have done for yourself. Oh, God. All right. A lot of guys uh, out there loving the girl dad up. I love Tom Papa. How great. He helped me so much, Lance says. It couldn't have come at a more perfect time. I love you guys. Fantastic. Good. I'm glad I'm glad you guys like that. A lot of follow-up about the hair in my butthole. Ah, uh, you know, it's funny because I thought I might have been the only one, but you guys are writing in droves, letting me know. Hi, Christina. This is a follow-up a few pods ago saying that Christina pulled a hair out of her butthole. And boy, do I remember the first time this happened to me. This was maybe eight to 10 years ago now. And I was showering and tried getting all the loose hair out of my butt crack because it falls out while showering. Yes. I noticed this one hair was not getting anywhere. So I pulled and the sensation I experienced startled me at first. And I was so confused. How was this hair stuck halfway in my turd cutter? I tried so many ways to get it out. The one way it worked was that I squatted down and pushed and pulled the hair out and I felt every inch. It felt good, but also I was scared. I stood there after I, in disbelief. How did this happen? So her, this person's theory, Alyssa, says the theory is that there can be loose hairs in your underwear. Oh, that's interesting. We got asked Dr. Drew this. Will you make a note for Monday how that stray hair gets in your beehole? Throughout the day, you fart and your hole loosens and tightens many times. So I think one of the hairs that's in your pants gets sucked up in there and basically eaten up by the brown mouth. And bam, that's how the hair is there. Wow. Wow. I don't know. I think, you know. How interesting. It is fascinating. <laughs> what a theory. And we ask the most important <laughs> questions on this show. <laughs> how does the long hair get out of your butthole? Right. Because it, it's, mm. if you do you think that a hair would survive the, the digestive tract? I do. You do? I do, because I pull hairs out of stuff that I cook for my family a lot, and they're my hairs. Oh, yeah, huh? It does survive heat. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. That's a thinker. How <laughs> fascinating. I think, I think it that you eat the hair, and then it just, it starts to come out, yeah, and then you pull it out of your hair. And I think it's a long hair person thing. You need to have mm. long hair. But you know, this brown mouth theory is pretty it's pretty fascinating too but then how does it get all the way up into your yeah because that's the th well right because i think the the theory was that every time you fart you kind of gape a bit and sure. then you swallow once you're done with the gape i don't but i don't i'm not a big gaper like no. you do well you're no here, well huh? that's the thing like i think you'd have to machine gun fart for that to actually machine like work because it'd have to be a lot there'd have to be lots amount of uh brown mouth breeds got you I don't know. Girls aren't that disgusting like you. Well, I mean, this one is. She's rare. <laughs> Alyssa's nasty. She's nasty as hell. She's nasty as hell. 
Uh, blow dryers. A lot of you saying that you too. Uh, my stepdad, this person writes, had a little infatuation with a blow dryer, meaning this pe sometimes people sleep with blow dryers uh, as a sound machine. <laughs> he claims it's because his mother owned a hair salon. Oh, so he was always around the noise. Every year for Christmas, we have to get him a new one because he uses it so much they go bad within the year. He uses it when he is sleeping, taking a shit, or drunk and trying to sober up. Oh, my God. <sighs> I don't know. This is quite wild. Also, a lot of pushback on my hatred of Crocs. And I expected such a divisive topic to do what it's supposed to do, divide. But uh, I get it. Look, some potato, potato, and some people uh, like that. Okay. Let's do some significant others disgusting or stupid habits. Do we have a V-mail, a voicemail? Let's start... I love to, to hear what disgusting habits your significant others have that you're trying to. Uh, hey, mommies. Do. I am calling because um, I heard the call to talk about disgusting habits when you first moved in with your spouse. And that is one of my favorite subjects to uh, embarrass my husband with. When we first met, one of the first times I slept over at his house, I got really drunk and um, woke up the next morning with my face down on the sheets and I opened my eyes and realized that the sheets were literally waxed over like he had never washed his sheets they were waxy and shortly after that um, because I never wanted to go to his house again he lived with like nine single guys um, so he started coming to my house and that's when I realized that he never washed his feet in the shower oh. I would like kind of like, are you going to wash your feet? And he's like, oh, no, the soap just runs down. No, you have to wash in between your toes. Yeah. And he wouldn't wash his, he wouldn't brush his tongue. He would oh, go that's... brush his teeth and then I'd go to kiss him and it still smelled gross. <laughs> so I've taught him how to wash his feet, brush his tongue. Um, even now he will not, he like refuses to dry his back after the shower. So he comes out of the shower and his back is just still soaked and it drives me nuts. <laughs> So thank you for this segment. You got this is it. awesome. I cannot wait to hear <laughs> what everybody else has to say. Thanks, mommies. You got Bye. it, Jeans. So I admit, I apparently I do a lot of gross guy things because I don't always wipe my back off. I kind of don't wash my feet in the shower. You're supposed to do that? I know, right? It all runs down. It all runs down. It's the trickle down trickle theory down theory. Yeah. Of Reaganomics. I yeah. agree that it's shower Reaganomics. Yeah. Now, hold on now. Shower Reaganomics? Let's see. <laughs> Let's see who's. <laughs> That's how Reagan got that. You didn't know that? He That's doesn't great. wash his feet in the shower and it all trickles down. Mm -hmm. Chris, you're normal. <laughs> Are you supposed to wash your feet in the shower? Um, I used to, but I don't really do it anymore. I just got lazy. Hell yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're coming over the dark side of the forest. That's why. <laughs> Was it in the last couple of years by a chance? <laughs> <laughs> no, I stopped that in college. In college, yeah. Well, I had an ex-boyfriend that would wash his feet in the shower every single time. So whenever he and I showered together, I would have to pretend like psycho. it was a regular practice. You had to like, pretend that you did it too? Yeah. <laughs> and Did he give you a talking to the first time he didn't see you do it? Or you no, never I pretended up? from day one. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I do that shit too, bro. You got to wash them between your toes. You nasty. People don't do that. But he wouldn't pee in the shower. Like, okay, he's a psycho. <laughs> yeah. Hello, we're not together today. That's why I married Tom. But, uh, okay, let's run through the other stuff. Brushing tongue, I do that. And I know some people don't do that. I do that. That's when you kind of someone has to tell you. Um, yeah. No, you should brush your tongue. Oh, whoa. Tongue brushers? I think I just had another uh, realization of a Pajitsky effect. Go ahead. So the whole washing your feet thing? Sure. It just made me realize that I actually made a discovery, I think, within the last year. After a long day of work, you yeah. know, you've worked in your socks, you've worked in your shoes. I take my shoes off, but I don't really take my socks off when I walk around like the, uh. the thing. And I'm like, man, these socks are gross. That My feet feel nasty. This is gross. Yeah. And then this year I realized that when I come home from work, yeah. I could take off those socks wow. and put on fresh socks. Wow. And it feels amazing. Wow. Yeah. It's... Who's the queen of Shiva? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you royalty? I, honest, I didn't even realize how much of a game changer yeah. it is. It's huge. I know. Who the fuck are you? I know. I'm walking on clouds now when I'm I I know. Home. And you know what? 
because I started doing that too. Like I come home and I, I mean, I've always done this. This is like a practice. Like you just strip down your street clothes and I put on home clothes, home clothes is like my mother always taught me. But the sock thing is very real. I just started doing that a few years ago. Yeah. Oh, so this is a new thing for you too. (laughs) Okay. That makes me feel better. I'm disgusting too. Yeah. Like, because your feet are all sweaty from the shoe and then they get cold. My feet would get cold from wearing sweaty socks around the house. Mm. And then, yeah. And like, you're like, just put freshies on and then they're dry. Oh, the freshies are a game changer. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and here's another one for the ladies listening. Um, I wear what what I call a home bra. So I take off my big girls, the, the underwire, and you can buy what's called a bralette. And um, yeah, Google, oh God, a bralette. Who makes a good one? Spanx does. S-P-A-N-X. Spanx makes a great one that I, I just got into, a bralette. And so when you get home... You know, yeah, there you go. These are just so wonderful. They're wireless and they're just so soft and you put them on. That's what I use, the Spank. That's it. That's the one I wear at home. And you just, you know, if you've got huge cans, you can't walk around with them swinging around. And I put that on and now I'm like, oh, I can't wait to take my bra off at the end of the day. There's nothing better than that. Yeah, get yourself a bralette, girls. Change your whole your whole lifestyle. Um, let's see disgusting other habits. What else were there? Feet? Yeah, okay. The sheet thing, I imagine a lot of single men don't wash their sheets. Um, I'm not even going to ask about the booth because you guys are... Okay, here's some gross... Oh my gosh, this one's hilarious. Um, The thing my wife does that can drive me insane is whenever she is using any device, she plays audio, she plays it at near full blast volume. Oh my God. Her phone in bed is always so loud. Her iPad is cranked in the living room. She never uses headphones ever. Therefore, if I'm in the same room using my own devices, I always have to use them. This always, sorry, this also happens when you're quietly in bed and she opens up Instagram or the talk. It comes out full blast and is so jarring. Thanks, Chomo. And Nadav's Googling is a national treasure and I love the song, Suwu. There you go. Um, Yeah, so Tom, my husband, this morning I was in the kitchen and there's a turlet right there. And I know Tom is taking a dump because I hear violent videos played full volume. It'll be like, ah, what'd you do? I'm like, oh, my husband's taking a dump because he watches same thing, full volume videos. Like he'll just sitting there, like laughing. At oh, violence. but he's but he's in the bathroom, right? He's in the shitter, with yeah. A, with a door closed. Yeah, mm. uh, that's a little different. That's fine. He's actually very considerate. What makes me nutty though is in restaurants when people are showing each other a video or like people just sit alone watching the videos at full volume. <laughs> like you know, you're that's a, insane. That's insane, and it's common practice now. It's so crazy. I see people doing it all places. I'm like, what are you doing? I can hear that, you dick. Some people are so wild. Have you, has anyone ever done this move to you? Uh, maybe <laughs> not, because you probably only drive with Tom now. Hmm. But like, you're you're in the you're driving. You're either listening to a radio song or a podcast or something like with the other person that's in the car. Yeah. And then they're on Instagram and they're watching videos on full volume. No. And you're like, hey, bro, could you fucking not do that? It's so annoying. It's insane. It's insane. It's like I thought we were I thought we we're doing this one thing. Why? And now you're ruining both things. You're doing another thing. <laughs> That's terrible. It's so disrespectful. I have a problem with people like having conversations with people that are on their phone at the same time. Mm. Like I will wait until Tom is done doing whatever he's doing. I'll just sit there quietly and I won't say yeah. anything. I'll just be like when you're done. I've learned that too. He can't do both of those things at the same time. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I will ask the same question twice. Tom, what do you want for dinner? Text, text, text. Tom, what do you want for dinner? And I'll repeat it three times. Yeah. Just like that, too. Tom, what do you want for dinner? Tom, what do you want for dinner? Tom, what do you want for dinner? And then he'll look up, what? <laughs> like, <sighs> this one's good. BJ's and toenails. When I first started dating my fiance, he convinced me that every month while I was on my women's week that it was boyfriend week and that everyone gives their boyfriend BJ's for the whole week. <laughs> He was my first boyfriend and I was very gullible, clearly. Don't worry, I realized and that has been stamped out into quarterly BJs. There you go, lady. He also rips his toenails off in the bed and I have to find them later when I wake up in toenail clippings. Yeah, ripping off your toenails. If you're going to do that, do that in the bathroom and try to put them in the the wastebasket. Jesus Christ. 
Uh, I can't even read that one. It's so gross. Someone uses McDonald's cups for piss cups and keeps them in the car. If you're going to have a piss cup, dump it out, right? That's like number one. No, if you're going to have a piss cup, rethink your life. Don't do that. <laughs> be a per- be a human being that wasn't raised in the woods. Uh, There's You do that in a bathroom. That's where you do that. Why do you need a piss cup? Yeah, if you, if you need a piss so bad, you know what you should do? You should pull over. You should pull over pull and find a bathroom. Over. What about now, though, during the choir? You can't use what? public restrooms right okay, now. Okay, well, you know, pretend like you weren't raised by wolves and fucking find a place that you're supposed to piss it. <laughs> I know. Piss cup. Like, if you're not bedridden... Or crippled like why are you you know what i mean like if you flex the work and you can just get up and go to the restroom yeah i think i think it's more acceptable for you to piss your pants because you couldn't find a bathroom <laughs> than you relieving yourself in a cup that you already had ready for that specific situation if you're that prepared you could prepare other things better you know that i told you there's one time i peed in a cup i was driving tom's chevy malibu in oh the, yeah you did that in while the desert driving. it was driving because there was no and i was terrified <laughs> Because I was in the middle of the desert. It was black, pitch black. And I was like, I can't pull over. I'm afraid I'll get killed. And I just pissed all over his seat, trying to pee in a cup. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Girls can't really pee into cups in a moving car. <laughs> Driving. This is funny. Hi, Mommy. The other day I came into the bedroom and my fiance was like, you know you always do that even in the middle of the night. And I was like, what? And he was like, you run up the stairs and it's really loud. Our bedroom is on the third floor, and we have two very steep and narrow staircases in an old Philly row home. I didn't realize until that day that I do. I run up the stairs. I never noticed. (laughs) I never noticed how he goes up the stairs. Apparently, he walks. Do people just walk upstairs? It seems like a colossal waste of time. I now feel crazy. And every time I get to the top, and I feel like an insane person because I literally run full speed up the stairs. Plus side, ever since we moved into this house, my booty has been, I guess, great. That's hilarious. I don't run up the stairs because I just don't. I don't think I've ever run upstairs. My my children do. It's, it looks like it's fun. I've worked with someone that did. Yeah? It's it's like, uh, have you ever Running. Have you ever seen someone that's like a double or a triple stepper? Where it's like yeah. they, they never go one step. Yes. They're just like, and then they... They get to the top of the stairs, like, I don't know, maybe a full minute before you do. Yeah. Hey, bro, you want to wait? I thought we're walking together. But uh, this (laughs) this person also uh, that I used to work with that does it, like, would do the same thing. He would sprint up the stairs, triple stepping it, and his arms would swing. Oh, God. Like he was in second grade. And it was, it did make me laugh every time, but it took him a while to realize what I was laughing at. And that's yeah, because like you child. look stupid. Yeah, yeah, you look like a real dummy. Yeah, real <laughs> dummy. <laughs> you know what Tom does that makes me fucking insane? Is, um, so I fall asleep before he does, and he watches his murder shows, and then he he'll like to gnaw on his fingers while he's watching TV. And I can hear the... That sound, I getting the skin and i'm like i will i can or and i can feel him the motion of the arm because the whole mattress shakes and i'll be like oh I'll just put his arm down like i'll rip the hand out of his mouth and be like stop stop i can hear you eating your hands it's not a good habit i did that last night yeah okay throwing toothbrush when i started seeing my now wonderful and loving fiance he had this habit where he would finish brushing his teeth and then throw the toothbrush in the sink while he rinsed his mouth oh (laughs) i don't think he does it anymore he did it for a long time we have been together for almost nine years and i love him so much but wow is this it was something yeah because if you're you brush and then you put the used toothbrush in there and now you're spitting out the frothy, dirty toothpaste mouth onto the brush. It makes no sense. Yeah, you're putting all the caca on the thing that's supposed to clean your mouth. Yeah, disgusting, mm. disgustipating, as they say. Let's do a mom hack. Um, let, I'll do the the, writ, the written one first, and then we'll do the voicemail. This one's great. Just wanted to... Sh- oh, shit, I forgot we had that. Mom hacks. Mom hack. What a beautiful voice. 
okay, just wanted to share a mom hack that we use at our home bat home for bath time. My kids aren't capable of keeping water in the tub. I know whose are when taking a bath. So now we have a clear shower curtain from the dollar store as a barrier. Lifesaver also wanted to mention if you other moms are not 100% in the mood to have sexy time, but know that you must milk the bear before he loses his shit. Use a, okay, I don't even know if I can read this on the mom show. Use a vibrator to stimulate yourself and him and get that shit done quick. I don't know how, like, that's still very vague. Use the vibrator to stimulate you and him. Well, how, how can you, I, I don't know. I don't know. Thanks for the hours of entertainment. Piss on me, beat me, D. Very nice. Uh, good, okay. And then we have a... A voicemail, mom hack. Hey, mommy. So I have an excellent mommy hack that I kind of stole from my other mommy friend via her Facebook picture. But my daughter is simply obsessed with popsicles lately. Um, Just loves them. Uh, My number one thing that I hate about popsicles is that they get everywhere. Um, She doesn't eat them fast enough. They melt. They get all over her clothes. Got it off. So I found a wonderful mom hack where you take a cupcake liner, one of those cupcake liners, and you just poke the popsicle stick through it, mm. and it becomes sort of like a catch-all oh. for all the drippies. So, um, that's yeah, good. that's something to try if anybody wants to uh, stick the little stick thing in the cupcake filler cup, and then it Brilliant. catches all the stuff. Brilliant. So that is my mom hack. Brilliant. Stolen from another mom. I love it. And hopefully it helps anybody out that has a kid who <sighs> loves popsicles like mine. They all do. All right. Thank you, guys. Keep them high and tight. My Bye. kids love popsicles, and they refuse to use napkins. So what she's talking about is a cupcake, like, uh, I never know the right word for them. Cupcake holder? Cupcake tissues liners. Yeah, thank you. Was that Chris? No, that was me. But That, that was you? Yeah. Oh, my God. Brills. I love this. That's so smart. What a great, great mom hack. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, you know what I have been doing? It's a great mom hack too, is when it's time for pajama time, everybody knows that bedtime is the worst time with children. It just takes forever and they always are reluctant. If you have two children, make it a contest. Who can get their jammies on fastest wins? Like you just make it a contest and then they run to do it. Suckers. Okay. Um, what else do we have? What should I do now, Nadal? We gotta go here in a minute. What's a fun one? Hmm. Hmm. I don't wanna do cursing. Let's do what would Christina P do? That's always fun. Cause uh, you know, I know what's up. Um, okay. This is a good one, and I don't I this is what I thought of doing. Okay, I like that. Okay, okay. ready? Ready? Here we go. You got okay, mom okay, yeah. questions? CP's got mom answers. What would Christina P do? Um, okay. Um, I have a gripe and need some sound advice. I absolutely adore my mother-in-law, except for the fact that she cuts my three-year-old little boy's hair without asking me. Oof. She knows that I ask repeatedly to ask me first, she said multiple times, and she has done it three times without asking me. Need some, yeah, advice. Susan and Leanne would be a great mom's only pot. Okay, I'll tell them that. Love Eugene's high and tight for life. Sarah from Las Vegas. That's a tough one. First of all, it is such a violation. Like everybody knows that your adorable little baby's hair is mom's property. And it's crazy because like I get really protective of my little boy's hair because they're so adorable and they they have curls when they're little and I don't want anybody cutting off those baby curls. I like, I save, I save their curls, you know? Um, I mean, I think what you can do, <laughs> this is really passive aggressive. See, I don't know how to handle this because if you've told her multiple times. I would get aggressive aggressive with it. Well, what do you do? You're like, if you do this one more time, I'm not going to let, like what, what's the. I'd be like, do you like seeing your grandkid? Yeah. Because, uh. You're proving that I can't trust you with them. Yeah. So you're going to stop seeing them if this happens again. It's so brutal, though. That's such a brutal. Yeah, you got. Well, you know, they're uh, they're taking away some of your happiness. And it's like that doesn't go without consequences. I know. Or if you want to or if you want to see them, you have to come here and I keep an eye on you, too, because you're not acting like an adult. Or you right. could just cut their hair before she before they go over there. Yeah, just buzz like, it before every time the, the mother-in-law comes in. But be like, I cut their hair already. You don't need to do that today, mom. I don't know. That's a Wait, tough that's form. the passive aggressive is just give them haircuts before? Yeah. Be like, they they just got their haircut. Yeah, you don't have to do anything. Oh. I don't oh, know. yeah. I guess that's probably a better move. I, I would, don't know. I would just straight up go to threats. Just to <laughs> <laughs> I know. 
it's I don't know because I my in laws don't live nearby, so I don't have these like day to day issues. Well, because I feel like uh, I mean I do use this method uh, once in a blue moon, but just going nuclear, yeah. so that they know like boom, this person doesn't like it when I do that, and if I don't want to see this reaction again, I should stop doing that. Yeah, for sure. So just overreact. Oh, for sure. And then, uh, and then she'll probably be less inclined to do that again. For sure. Now that's good. Melting down is always good when people don't respond to normal behavior, like normal chatting. Exactly. Fucking yeah, it's a last dicks. resort type deal. It is. Moving tips. Jeans, let's get to it. We've recently relocated out of state and are in the process of closing on our new home. Congrats. We're moving close to my parents. Uh, I mean, I, she says, do you have any hacks, tips, or advice on moving? It seems like when our daughter has a change in scenery, her sleep schedule gets thrown off. Top that off with teething and hitting milestones, and now you have yourself a pretty good shitstorm. I agree. Okay, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot to go through moving, and I think uh, what we did, the younger one, you just you have to start telling them about, let's say, if they, I mean, I don't know if they're in school or a daycare program, about a month before you're moving, tell them, we're moving, yay, this is the new house. And kind of prepare them mentally for saying goodbye to their school friends, to their play friends, the park friends, whatever it is, friends you got. And then about a couple of weeks before the move, you want to take them to the new house. Hey, isn't this neat? Like, look, look how cool this new house is. We're going to live here soon. This is your room. Um, what, what would, should we paint it? How would you like to paint it? Get them excited for the new environment. Take them. We took Ellis and Julian for ice cream in the new neighborhood before we moved. So that now they have a really positive association with this new neighborhood. And then um, I believe, oh, oh, and this was really helpful too, is have this kid's teacher. I don't know if you have a teacher right now because the core, but um Make a book, a picture book of all, like take photographs of your house and of the places that you guys frequent in the old neighborhood. And then when you go to the new house, you know, be like, hey, let, do you want to look at pictures of the old place? Or if they bring up the old house, you can bring out the book and go, yeah, this was your room. This is the thing. From what I've learned from my shrink, it's really helpful to create a narrative for children so they're not super stressed out. And also um, the day before the move, have your child pack the toys that are important to them that the movers may not touch. This is your special box. These are your most prized possessions. We will take this in the car with us as we go over with the movers or whatever so that they know that they have their stuff that nobody's going to touch. And then what I always do with the move with children is their rooms are the priority. So when you, you have the movers, you tell them, hey, priority are my children's rooms. Let's try to get these as set up as much as possible so that the transition is smooth for them. And try to keep the rooms looking as same as you can. Uh, try to keep the same furniture, the same colors, et cetera, et cetera, so that the, the transition's a bit seamless. Because it turns out that children orient themselves in the world through familiarity, through consistency of surroundings, versus adults, I think we orient ourselves through whatever experiences or past um, experiences so children are that's why they're so attached to places and specific things that's how they orient in the world so try to make everything consistent um and exciting and positive hey isn't this cool we're gonna we're gonna gain so much from this move as opposed to ugh, move fucking shit all right that's it i have to pee so bad um that's it, you guys. Write to me where my mom's at at gmail.com. My phone number 213-375-5184 to leave a voicemail. Let me know of any Pajitsky effects that you've had recently. I don't know. Let me know what's in your life. What's going on? What are you doing? What is everybody doing right now? I feel like we're in a limbo, but I, I believe things are going to get better very soon. I have a feeling a year from now, things are going to be um, very, very different. And hopefully by spring of next year even better. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening, downloading, watching me. Until next time, stay cool, moms. Boom. Where my moms, where my moms, where my moms at? Where my moms wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my moms, where my moms, where my moms at? Where my moms at?